Welcome to the champion of champions of champions. This is Here's the Situation. I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And we are in the champion of champion of champions, and we have a great slate of guests here for the finals, a group befitting a contest of this incredible magnitude done over many sessions. And and for those that have never listened before, you should tune out because <laughs> this is a thing that it's, is inside. It's like the night of a half dozen stars, Rush. It's it's yes, pretty uh, incredible. I will introduce our guest in a moment, but uh, before I do, I'm just going to very briefly explain the Champion of Champion of Champions. What we have done is a game called Champion of Champions. We've played it 10 times. We've actually played it 11 because we're here in Ireland for the finals. <laughs> Ireland won the Champion of Champions in terms of countries. But we are, we are here in Ireland for the finals. We have done 10 separate Champion of Champions, each one pitting 10 great uh, individuals against each other. The 10 winners have advanced and reached the finals, and we're going to get to that in, in not uh, too long. But And uh, I'm sorry, Rush, in each of those previous ones, there were themes as to the 10, uh, whether it was our beloved um, Muppet characters, con men, action heroes, athletes. So they're, they're, each of these folks kind of emerged from their heat that was like thematically, uh, you know, specific to, to their to their uh, category. Exactly right. And the guests that we have brought here are all guests that previously participated in Champion of Champions. So I'm going to very briefly go through who are the champions, just so everybody knows the champions. So the first one we ever did, 10 great athletes. To my surprise, really to everybody's surprise, there's going to be a lot of complaints <laughs> that he won, but Michael Phelps won. He beat Michael Jordan in the finals. Uh, Michael Phelps won. That was the first ever. The next one, we had 10 great actresses. And in that one, uh, Meryl Streep, in an incredibly close final, was able to take out Viola Davis, Kate Blanchett, probably who I would have chosen, but TJ gets picked mm -hmm. uh, out in third. Then, for the first time, we had a guest. That guest was uh, was Bill Arnett. He's here with us tonight. When Bill participated, it was uh, it was uh, lovable oceanic characters uh, or, or or folks, and uh, in the finals, Greg Norman. Uh, beat out uh, Hugh Jackman. So, Bill, uh, welcome back. So glad to have you. Hope you're doing well. Oh, yeah. Excited to be championing Greg Norman here in the COCOC. <laughs> yes. And Bill has pointed out something. I have asked each of the people that are back today are all going to have one champion that they're going to push a little bit harder, the one that won their show. Um, so you might notice at certain times some people are going to be pushing hard for for one or more, Bill is assigned to uh, to uh, Greg Norman. Uh, after that, uh, we came we came back, and the next one we had a uh, guest, I believe, as well. I believe the fourth one was when Henry Gondorf, which mm -hmm. is Paul Newman's character in the Sting one, and our good friend JPC uh, is back here. JPC, great to have you. Thanks so much for uh, in engaging in this ridiculousness. Love being here. Big Kakak fan, uh, and I can't can't wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, the Kakak has just been well loved for years. Yeah, uh, we we I'm really once again I would like to say we shouldn't refer to the champion of champion of champions by its by its initials. I think it's I think it's confusing, <laughs> and I think it sounds like it's a different sort of podcast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, reasonable minds could differ. Uh, so I will say, so JPC is championing two uh, champions, uh, not only Henry Gondorf, but we've also assigned him, uh, who else you got, Michael Phelps? 
I also have Michael Phelps very excited about that champion as well. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, next up, uh, I believe we had, uh, I'm not sure exactly the order, but but at some point we had Muppets. And it was not Muppets, but it was it was Jim Henson Creations. Yep. And Yoda won that one. Uh, Yoda, who a lot of people think may be one of the favorites here tonight. But we're going to ask TJ for his odds uh, later on. Um, we also had uh, two others that, that won with no guest. Uh, one was we had Champion of Champions of all juniors. So like Harry Connick Jr., Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Davis Jr. But the ultimate junior was JFK Jr. Uh, Shout out to uh, to to podcast superfan Augie Grandi because we had been saying that we thought that Ken Griffey Jr. won that and we were excited about Ken Griffey Jr. being in there. And then Augie told his dad, Paul Grandi, a good friend of uh, most of ours, if not if uh, just about all of ours, that, hey, dad, I think think JFK Jr. actually won that, went back, listened, and JFK Jr. and not Ken Griffey Jr. did come out of the junior bracket. So shout out to right. Augie Grandi. Absolutely. I, I, for one, had it wrong. Would have had Ken Griffey Jr. in there, but that's not right. <laughs> JFK Jr., who's going to be championed by uh, one of our guests, we'll come to in a moment. Um, then we had we had back-to-back episodes. Uh, we had one with... Uh, uh, Tommy Dewey and Helen Estabrook, in which uh, we had a, a great champion of champions for uh, action heroes. Uh, remembered sometimes more for who lost, being RoboCop, who <laughs> went surprisingly <laughs> deep. Not surprisingly deep, appropriately yeah. deep, and maybe could have gone deeper. But uh, but yeah, just didn't have enough in the end. Yep. RoboCop uh, <laughs> didn't get there. Who did get there was John Wick uh, pulling off that title. So, Helen and Tommy, thank you so much for uh, coming back on. Uh, really glad to have you guys. And uh, tell us who you're each going to champion uh, this evening. Uh, I've got John Wick tonight. Proud to proud to rep John. I've been uh, watching his films while doing something else for years. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got I've got Meryl Streep from the actors category. Which that's I'm a nice. Cool. As well. yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a up, that's think, a great mount. That's a great mount. That's a that's a good. You're gonna get a smooth ride when you jockey Meryl Streep. You're gonna get a nice ride around the around the track there. I think you're gonna be very happy with this. And I believe in our very next episode, we did a champion of champions of fictional presidents, which is interesting because the winner was the one non-fictional president <laughs> who who was put in with nine fictional presidents. Well, we, I, we liked him as the vampire hunter. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah as vampire, vampire hunter, his vampire huntering uh, side biz, you know, his side, that is, side hustle. That is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, vampire won, hunter. And Andy St. Clair, Danielle Ulark, thanks so much uh, for being back here. Uh, and tell us who you guys have got championing this evening. Uh, well, I would like to say first, we have a lot of money on this game. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we're also put up our marriage license on it, so... <laughs> Championing huh. uh, JFK Jr. Yeah, John. Yeah, we got a lot on this rush. I need one of my two guys to win <laughs> big time. Uh, I I am doing Abraham Lincoln is one of my guys, and I, I'll also be champion. You're telling who the other champion I'm championing? Oh yeah, yeah, and that was the winner of the cartoon characters. And who was that? And I had that be Foghorn Leghorn. Wow. I'll be doing for uh, Michael Patrick O'Brien. Be yes, this is like when yeah. Bob Baffert has a couple of horses in the Derby. Andy's got <laughs> a couple of big ponies riding. riding to portfolio. Those are those, and those are two strong competitors. And then the last 
going off riderless. Going off riderless will be one will be one of the contestants. That's right. He needs he needs no help. TJ will help him enough as it is, and that is TJ's uh, famed improv partner and great friend who won in the uh, personal category. Ten people who were great, uh, very close personally to TJ. Dave Pasquazi yep. ended up squeezing that one out over Pedro Martinez because ultimately <laughs> Pasquazi could eat, uh, could basically down what was it, way more donuts. <laughs> Whatever it was, Pasquazi can put the shit away. And in head to head, I would I would think he would murder Pedro before before losing before losing that. So I was very confident right. in Dave moving along there. Great. So we have this. This is awesome. We've got six great guests. We've got TJ and I, and we are doing the champion of champion of champions. So one more time, it's Michael Phelps, Meryl Streep, Greg Norman, Henry Gondorf, John Wick, Dave Pasquese, JFK Jr., Abraham Lincoln, Yoda, and Foghorn Leghorn getting ready to go head-to-head in a lot of contests. I'm going to drop a few surprises on you here, TJ. Okay. Uh, First of all, it's double elimination. What? You got to get... You got to get last twice before you get knocked out of this son of a bitch. This, this is why you were certain we wouldn't be done in an hour. When I said, well, maybe we'll be done in an hour. You're like, we won't be done in an hour. I'm like, okay. All right, now I get it. This bodes well for John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard I to mean, get that guy once. For a lot of these people, twice. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be hard enough to get Yoda out of here. There's no way in the world there's two things that Yoda can't do. There's no there's no way. It's I, I really like I really like the odds now on that I've set so, out on these people. TJ, now, the, 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 for all of our viewers, understand TJ is the sole arbitrator of, of who is going to move on each time who's going to get a strike against them. But everybody is free to persuade TJ as best they can. Mm-hmm. He's a reasonable human being. If he gets if he gets told, you know, if he gets good, rational explanation, he may change his mind. He's yep. not going to be locked in. I'm not susceptible to flattery or uh, nor bribery. I am absolutely susceptible to, to flat out threats. I am I am I am easily frightened so uh i my recommendation for you is to is to threaten threaten physical pain or intimidation of some of some kind so we we'll have a double elimination and tj you have thought about it a little bit and you have some odds i do and we're going to hear the odds and and i i again i know tj is not going to make decisions based on these odds these are just what he thought coming Mm -hmm. in because he has no idea what 18 plus challenges i've written up and I, I hope to God we don't need all of the ones I wrote because uh, let's hope it moves faster. So this is based on the talent. What I uh, what I would uh, rate this each each competitor's talent as, and my personal affinity for for these for these contestants going in, um, not okay. people championing them, the actual characters themselves. Going off rush, even money, Yoda, even money, <laughs> without okay. a doubt. Um, two 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 contestants at two to one, Dave Pasquazi. Abe Lincoln, two to one odds. Uh, next, alone at three to one, Foghorn Leghorn. Love, love me, Leghorn. Three to one. That's why I really liked Andy's ponies here. He's got two of the top four. Um, both coming in at five to one, Meryl Streep and John Wick at five to one tonight. Michael Phelps at eight to one. I'm sorry, I skipped. Sorry, Henry Gondorf and JFK Jr. at six to one. Michael Phelps at eight to one. And lastly, the longest, the longest. Uh, Longest dog in the in the race. Billy Arnett's Greg Norman going off at 14, 14 to one tonight. Oh, I'd, I'd be surprised. I, 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 I would not put it 
dime on Greg Norman. Or 14 I, no, I wouldn't. No, nope, not even, not even, not even fourteen to one. I don't like him athletically. He's going to get out athleted. Like there's, he's going to get out charmed. That I couldn't find what he was better at than someone else in the in the field. Yeah. He beat Hugh Jackson. Nothing barbecue. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> yeah. If, if actually, yeah. If. If the first, if one through ten of the of the events are playing the TPC at Sawgrass, then then you're looking pretty good, Billy. You're it, pretty it's good. got we got yacht ownership, we got <laughs> contracting COVID, we've got barbecue. Yeah, yeah. He's actually going to do very well for the first right. five or six. Now the other thing is, and and it doesn't really matter, but but in thinking about how to construct the challenges, th- these are honoring the fallen. So all of the challenges, what I did is I took all of the second place finishers and I thought of a thing that they would be great at. Uh-huh. And I made that a challenge. And then I picked a few others like uh, you, you may. And I'm not going to say who they all were, but but I picked a few others. So that was the inspiration for all of them. And then the last thing is I just figured maybe we would warm up a little bit, TJ, with one other game before we get to champion of champion of champions, a quick game. And it's one that we played with JPC on before. And I always said, if JPC's back, we're playing it again because I love it. <laughs> And that is a little game called State the Obvious. State the Obvious. So this would be a little warm-up. Big fan. Big fan of State the Obvious. <laughs> yes. So the way this works is, is pretty simple. I'm going to I'm gonna give a, 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 like a category, a concept, and, and I'm going to say everybody's going to lock into their mind which state it would, would kind of win this, this title. Okay? And then once everybody is locked in, you'll all say which state you picked, and you're on the honor system. And you get a point as long as anyone else picked the same state that you did. All right. Ex- except, I'm sorry, you get a point as long as that's true if it's the majority. So if, if there's one state that gets three and then another one that gets two, you, only the person, the pe- the three people that said the one that gets three gets a point. All right. So the idea is you you want to be you want to be mind meld state the most obvious state for it. Uh, fair enough. Yes. Okay. Got it. So we're going to start with which state has the most penguins in it. Which state currently in the U.S., right now, living within it, has the most penguins? I am locked in. Ready. Locked. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well, yeah. I'm in. All right, Bill, start us off. Gotta go California. TJ. California. Andy. Florida. Danielle. California. JPC. California. Tommy. Oh, man. Maine. (laughs) 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 Helen. Washington. (laughs) And I went with California. So, uh, many points all around. Bill. I live here, and I haven't seen a single fucking thing. San Diego Zoo. That's probably. Mm-hmm. That's what did it for me. Yeah, I want to know why Andy thought Florida might be the <laughs> capital of the United States. <laughs> I thought, I thought maybe. Uh, isn't there a lot of like Bill? You can help me out here. Isn't there a lot of like animal parks? Yeah. There are animals, right? Doesn't Florida just keep animals? I think Bill's right. Andy thinks flamingos are penguins. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I thought I Andy is like, I, I for a second thought Florida because like, ah, there's probably some weirdos down there trafficking in them or like 
filming like weird penguin sex orgies or you know eating them or something like that yeah a weird state yeah. mm-hmm. they're just they're roadside things and they don't have air conditioning and it's like <laughs> penguins are just too much work you, know, you can't just eat outdoors and throw it in they're not gonna bother with it I considered Pennsylvania just because of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and maybe they have like a few, like more than any place else, just to have. But but uh, California, so state the obvious. Okay, next up, <clears throat> which state is the best for eavesdropping over restaurant conversations? So you go to a restaurant in this state. On average, which one's going to have is going to be the best for kind of listening and and getting into some interesting conversations and we'll uh i'm locked but we'll start with tj once everybody gives me the thumbs up that they are uh locked in all right tj jersey andy texas danielle new york jpc also with texas dewey i went florida for this helen new york I went Florida. Ah. South Carolina. Ooh. Ooh. Is that a three-way tie? <laughs> was that a three-way tie? Texas, New York, and Florida? It was. Mm. It was. So big points all the way around. A lot of people picking up a point there. Uh, interested in the South Carolina choice, uh, but, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not interested enough Charleston. to ask for explanations. Society <laughs> people in Charleston. My word. Yeah. Uh, Just two more of these. Which state would win in a 50 state bowling league tournament? So you get your champion bowling league and they go head to head, all 50 states. We'll start with Andy once everybody's gotten the thumbs up. All right. Andy. Iowa. Danielle. Indiana. JPC. With Nevada. Oh, nice. Uh, Tommy. Wisconsin. Helen. Kentucky. I went Wisconsin. Dewey and I are locked in, baby. Uh, Bill. Pennsylvania. TJ. Wisconsin. Yes. All right. All right. All right. We got three there. (laughs) Indiana, Iowa probably should count. You know, I mean, they're not that different. Wisconsin. I'd argue uh, that neither of them should count. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. And that wins. That, that <laughs> they're not the same state. Uh, fi- finally, I just want to know this. I've been thinking of, a lot about this one. Which state has the absolute worst enchiladas? Flat out worst, across the board. Don't want these enchiladas. We'll start with Danielle once everybody's locked in. All right, Daniel. Alaska. JPC. <laughs> I went New Hampshire. <laughs> Tommy. South Dakota. Oh. Uh, Helen. Alaska. Oh. I went. Boom. I went uh, Montana. Uh, Bill. New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> New Hampshire, because Vermont's a little more savvy. (laughs) I went north to Dakota. (laughs) Wow. 
Oh, uh, you're always you're always going to get that split Dakota vote. It's so yeah. tough to pull a winner out of the Dakotas. You get them split. Awesome that three people went New Hampshire. I love it. That's what I love about safety. Obvious. You never know for sure. <laughs> By the way, if you live in New Hampshire, sorry about the enchiladas, but it's a fact. It's a fact. They're not great. Okay. So now the event. Uh, you know, that was a little warm up. Now we're ready to go. The main event. Champion of champion of champions. I can't wait to see. You. Uh, if you haven't listened before and you want to, you can. It was episode 67, 68, 76, 81, 83, 87, 89, 90, 93, 95, 96. That's where you find them. And this is episode uh, 99. This is episode 99. Yep. So Ireland won as a country, 76. That's why we've all gathered here in Ireland. We had to get vaccinated and fly over here. It's been great. Um, <laughs> but here we go. Champion of champion of champions. Remember, it's double elimination. Uh, I'll try to keep a record, but uh, if I mess stuff up, uh, you know, let me know. I'll try and keep a record so, as well. Pal. We're starting right off here with it. With you know, it's all serious stuff. It's all tough challenges. First challenge: um, this, everyone, all of the champions must avenge their father's death, whether through physical, economic, or psychological revenge. Doesn't matter which to me, but they have to fully break down and destroy the enemy who is the person. That caused their father's demise. Okay. Who who of our champions will do the worst job I'm, at avenging their father's I'm death? I'm already leaning towards John F. Kennedy Jr. because he didn't. So that that's that already has him already has him there. Um I love Pasquese here. I love Yoda here. I love John Wick here. I love uh Fog no, I don't love Fog Hagen here. Uh Pasquese. Henry Gondorf's gonna be great. Yeah, Wick. I don't know if I love Greg Norman here, but I, I think I think he's all I think he's all right. I will let I will let you you guys know which way I'm leaning, and if you want to try and defend your people, I'll put, I'll tell you what I think my bottom three are right here: Michael Phelps, Meryl Streep, and Foghorn Leghorn. I hate to have Leghorn in that early; he just doesn't seem like the like avenging avenging angel type. So Leghorn, Streep, and Phelps go ahead. I think one of those are gonna. One of those are going to go. So I don't know if you want to defend your ponies or or what. I'll, I'll throw this out here. Of the three, I think that um, Foghorn Leghorn has the least financial means to destroy someone's life. Whereas Phelps and Streep, I mean, they can pay a person to pretty much, they can pay a John Wick to fix this situation for him. It's going to cost them, what, like three gold coins to get that done? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Foghorn Leghorn, he's going to be, he's going to be up shit creek without a paddle. I also feel like the psychological damage Meryl Streep could do on just about anyone yeah. is really not to be ignored. I, but I want to say Foghorn is kind of like a walking Ocean's Eleven. I think He's you're right, Andy. It's going to be Michael Phelps. I think you're right, Andy. It's Michael Phelps takes his first strike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. I don't. I'm not even sure how you're going to finish that, but I think you're right, Michael Phelps. Oh wow, Phelps down one early. <laughs> One early. It could be that TJ is tired of a year being told that it's insane <laughs> that he had Michael Phelps win that other one. Uh, uh, here we go. Number two. By the way, Greg Norman, so far so good. 14 to 1. <laughs> Feeling good. All right. Uh, number two. Uh, you arrive at a new job, brand new job. It's an important job to you. It's you're young, you're young in your career, and this is you're like a, a lower paid or maybe even unpaid, but but intern. Uh, really good first opportunity in a field that you're super interested in. And you find out 
that uh, all these champion of champions, well, one of them is your new boss. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be who uh, you didn't know in t- through all the interview process, but it turns out they're your boss. Who do you least want in that role of your boss at, uh, at this new important job to you? I love Lincoln here. I love walking in and finding out Abe Lincoln's your, your boss. I love I love everything about it. Um, I don't know about Henry Gondorf here as far as taking someone under their under their wing. I think he plays that that a little close to the to the vest. I I also don't love John Wick here. I I don't think he's. I think that's depending on the job. Um, I think you're you're you could already be in immediate danger, but I don't think he'd be great at explaining things and kind of bringing you along slowly. So I'd like to hear, I think, from Tommy and Jeeps on the Gondorf and John Wick. Uh, I'd like to just jump right in because I'm offended, frankly. Uh, <laughs> John Wick. No one on this uh, panel lives by a code like John Wick. Um, he's he he operates well within a system of that hotel of assassins. He follows their rules. Um, he's a, he's a man of honor. I think you'd, you'd look to someone like that as a boss and, and be, um, quite happy about it. I think you're right. Tommy, um, uh, Henry Gondorf takes his first strike. Jeeps, I don't need to hear from you. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. That makes sense because I was only going to advocate that it's got to be Yoda. Yoda's got to be the worst boss possible. The only experience I've, we've seen with Yoda being a boss was him helping Luke and Dagobah, and he didn't help him for shit. Come on. He was down there for a week, and he's standing on one hand lifting rocks with his mind. That is serious job production right there. I, I, I mean, I, that, work, that style of management works on maybe one in ten people. But otherwise, he's just eating Snickers out of your desk, and you're like, what the fuck? Where'd my Snickers go? So, I mean, change their own TJ. But if that's going to work on you, it's going to work on I don't know. I, I think your Snickers are safe. I think your frogs are in real trouble if you keep those anywhere near your, near your desk. Tough start. Tough start for JPC. One strike against both of his people. But No, 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 bro- no, no. That was oh, wait. Was that Greg Norman or did Greg Norman was, took the strike? Or no, I took the strike. Gondorf. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, oh, come on, Greg Norman is a boss. <laughs> Norman. Norman's been nowhere near the bottom. Amazing. <laughs> He'd be great. It'd be great to have Norman. It'd be like three weeks before you actually spent an hour in the office. You'd be like, "Hey, let's blow this off and let's go hit some balls or whatever." You know, you'd be just driving around in his car, sailing and stuff. Norman would be awesome. Yeah, so far, 14-1, to 1, Greg Norman has not even sniffed oh, a problem. No. <laughs> not even sniffed a problem. All right. Uh, uh, next up, uh, a, a new biathlon is mm. introduced at the 2044 Olympics, Summer Olympics held in Sydney, Australia. Okay. It involves, it's you know, the, the, the biathlon is always quite, is already quite odd, right? It's a... <laughs> It's right. Arnett's, Arnett's leaving. Arnett's going for a short walk. He's he's yeah. hitting the bathroom. He's going to the kitchen. He's he's not he's not sweating this. He knows Greg Norman's <laughs> good. So it is it's so it's two very disparate events, and you okay. get scored in both of them, and they're weighted equally at the end. So it's gonna be who's the worst in the combination of these two events. And they are bodybuilding and singing a, a like libretto from an opera. Uh, okay. And this this one, in case anyone can't guess, is is for Hugh Jackman, loser in the finals of the uh, of the Greg Norman one. I thought you know this Hugh Jackman would be the all all world champion of this, but uh, who's gonna be the worst? Boy, I don't I don't like this. Yoda's in Yoda's in real trouble. I I don't I don't I don't like that. <laughs> Streep was in trouble until we heard the second event, and uh, she she was Mama Mia right out of there in uh, in a hurry. 
Um, Wick's not huge, but that body's gonna be gonna be enough. Uh, oh boy, this is this is tough. Yeah, I mean, wh which of these two things is Foghorn Leghorn not terrible at? Oh, uh, he's <laughs> dude huge up top. That dude's huge up top. He's he's great. Tiny little tiny little waist. He is so he's so strong through the shoulders and chest. I I don't like this at all because either Yoda. Or Abraham Lincoln is taking a strike here. Um, uh, Lincoln, I think, famously terrible speaking voice. I'm guessing a equally awful uh, singing voice. And uh, Marfran, maybe Marfran syndromed out. Tiny, like, long. I'll say this, TJ. A lot of the world's greatest bodybuilders are much smaller in height so that they can have, like, a more proportion. I think Yoda could pull off. He can look pretty jacked. I mean, remember, also, he is capable of lifting thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah, but we're not watching him lift anything. We're just marveling at his physique for bodybuilding. Yeah. He's not right. actually lifting anything. We're, he's he's going to be a tight little package, though. He's, you know, he's... He's doughy. Yeah. I think he's doughy. Doughy and short. Why, why, Abe, you know, Abe will just look cut. Now, he may look thin, but he's going to look cut. <laughs> <laughs> he be, like, emaciated. And then, like, the singing, the singing is going to be horrific. More definition on Abe than Yoda, for sure. And I think that's going to count more in the bodybuilding. I think, like, lights up, on stage, oiled up, you know, like a, like two or three days of just eating baby food to get these muscles ripped. I think I like Yoda, and Abe takes his first. I think Abe shrinks in that in that light a little bit. I think I think Abe takes his first strike. Mm. Yeah, All I know. Right. Doesn't seem popular with people, but doesn't matter. This show's ending in a week anyway. <laughs> You'll never hear from us again, so that we'll right. just. All right, so uh, uh, one one strike each for three folks. Next up, uh, each of these people, all, all of the re remaining champions, which is all ten, each of them receive limitless wealth and technological capabilities. Who do you least trust to avoid the pitfalls of power and become a supervillain? Wow. Who's the most dangerous to to stray? All right. Well, one of JPC's guys is going out right here. This is going to be either Henry Gondorf or Michael Phelps' second second strike. I, I don't know why I feel like Phelps is a little bit closer to the edge of darkness than than maybe some others. Um I know I I know I would have doubts about a con have it giving a con man. Uh, unlimited wealth and uh and 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 power um i think yoda would handle it very well i think jfk jr basically had that i would trust pasquazi with it um you know what i'm gonna throw leg i'm gonna throw leghorn in there i think that guy might have might get a little grudgy uh with unlimited unlimited resources and power so leghorn Gondorf or Phelps, I think is going to take a hit here. I mean, isn't Leghorn like kind of the fun of Leghorn is, is he's the asshole that can't back it up. And if suddenly he can back it up, then, yeah. then he lose some of his charm. I, I, he, I think he, he does, does. But also, you know, I think Leghorn's thing too, is that he, he he's a fun guy. He's just a fun guy. He, he's just messing with people. You know, that's the, the beauty of him. I think if you gave him all this power, I think you'd just be like, I Hey, Let's all be cool with each other. I love Norman here, by the way. I love Norman with with unlimited wealth and power. He basically has. He's got it. Yeah. I'm in a tough spot. I'm in a tough spot here with with Phelps and Gondor because 
these are two people that I know almost nothing about, never seen The Sting, never watched a race of Michael Phelps. I know nothing about either one of them. Couldn't care less about either one of them. And I'm being put in the position where one of them is going to have to go out today. And so I say, that's great news. Send one of these guys back in. It doesn't matter who. Who do you know least about? I I mean, it's got to be Henry Gondorf because uh, Phelps is a real person with a like a whole history to know about. And Gondorf is, if I watched one movie, I would have gotten everything I needed to know. So since I haven't seen that movie, I think it's got to be Gondorf. I know least about. All right. We'll take Michael Phelps out then. Michael Phelps has been eliminated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love it. We are, we are down to nine. Rush, I got to tell you, by the way, Rush, where you go, I got to tell you, I had a hundred bucks on Norman at two to one. That's the first one out. (laughs) Unbelievable loss. Hasn't, oh, yeah, hasn't even I do sniffed hear about, about him. some of these side bets. <laughs> I, we will hear there's been a very active betting market. There was one of the bets that I that I made. I'll just tell you about ones that I made that don't cash in. I did have 500 to one that TJ would demand that we throw out one person and bring Pedro Martinez in. Which, uh, <laughs> okay, didn't didn't work out. Didn't get paid there. Now, right. now, was Phelps also the first one of the champion of champions to go into this bracket? Yeah, first one in, first in, first, first out. In. Okay, he, he just got he got fat and lazy, kind of waiting around for everyone else to qualify. You know, like, does it just, bode you know. well for Meryl Streep? Does bode well for Dave Pasquazi? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, I'm not the about Meryl. Yeah. And you're right. You're right, Alan. All right, uh, next challenge. Uh, you hear of a relic hidden deep in an uncharted island. Uh, each of the champions must lead your expedition, charting a course through challenging waters out to the island, navigating through danger, and ultimately raiding the tomb of a long-forgotten emperor to get this relic. Who who are uh, some folks that you think may not be the best at leading you through this process? All right, I am worried about Meryl here. Um, And I am worried... Uh, second most about Leghorn here. Um, for all of his gifts, he's not an adventurer, and uh, you know, Daredevil does not seem to be within his uh, TJ has improviser Dave Pasquazi. We'll have no oh. trouble. Pasquazi, <laughs> rock climber, rock climber, naked face rock climber. Absolutely no problem with this. Pasquazi is he, he can swim, he can slither through gaps. He'd 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 figure out riddles um, and and cagey you know cagey toss me the whip I'll throw you the idol kind of shit Pasquazi's got all that down he's not even close Leghorn's in trouble um, huge so, trouble Re- really putting Andy to work tonight well, this- Leghorn Leghorn's a bird right yeah he's a big bird so the, the waters I feel like he's going to get through easy cheesy like he's going to get there even if the boat tips over he's floating to the next part he's going to get there. He's not like a flying bird, though. <laughs> Meryl Streep is someone who, A, is very good at telling a story. This seems like it's just you're really crafting a story here about what you need to do. B, has probably had a lot of people working for her in various capacities for many years, so can probably delegate a lot of this work. And people would be excited mm. to have her leading this expedition in a way that I think would give people real meaning and feeling of purpose and also success in it all. People but might. Also, if there were only two people, and it was Streep and Leghorn, and you asked me to get in one of their boats. I'm getting in Leghorn's, Leghorn's boat. boat. Yeah. Oh. I, if, if, if you're casting this film and you're like, okay, we've got to have the, the, 
the, the ultimate explorer and you cast Foghorn Leghorn, you, you just got fired. You mm-hmm. just got fired from the production company. Like th- that is a, there's no way that big bird is going to pull. I don't, I don't um, mean to weigh in too heavily for Helen here, but has anyone ever seen the river wild mm. starring exactly. Meryl Streep? She's she got experience. She's got skills on the river folks. She's an oarsman. Yeah. And just to throw this out here, if we're starting off in Ireland and we have to get to Egypt, I think JFK <laughs> Jr. is going to have some real trouble with that plane. <laughs> I think there was, I mean, I really wanted, I I think, well, well, like Helen saying like, well, he's not a flying bird, but then making the argument for Meryl Streep as though she was somehow, like <laughs> that she she is capable of flight and people might be excited to get involved in an uh, expedition with Meryl Streep, not as excited as I would be about getting there with Foghorn Leghorn. But I do think as much as I hate to say it, I think Leghorn takes his first, takes his first knock here. I I think he'd be the most in trouble for that. Backs against the wall already. Both my guys. (laughs) With Greg Norman laughing, with Greg Norman laughing at them. (laughs) Whoever you pick to go on an expedition with, they're borrowing Greg Norman's boat. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. All right. Uh, next up, a new, uh, next challenge. A new complicated universal language has been developed. Everyone worldwide is encouraged <clears throat> to learn this language. Wh- which person in this group is going to be the slowest to be able to pick up this new universal language? <laughs> I don't feel good about that rooster. <laughs> good God, I don't either. Gosh, damn. Listen, Foghorn's currency is words. That is what he does. He speaks for a living. You're telling me Lakehorn couldn't learn this language? Here's here's what here's what it is, and uh, and I'm not going to ask for counsel on this. Uh, Yoda takes it. Yoda has not grabbed, he's been speaking like bad English for a thousand years or however old he is. That's because he he speaks, I think the canon is somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 languages. Does he speak any of them well? Uh, Well, English is his his 2,800th language, TJ. So, you know, let's... Okay. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's see. Do you know that? Are you? Are you? Do you? Do you know that he speaks all those I languages? Don't know how many. I don't know the number, but he speaks a lot of languages. Okay. Then yeah. Okay. Um. Damn it! I think Wick. God damn it! This I don't like this at all. Foghorn Leghorn is out. He's... His currency is talking, <laughs> and he's poor. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text POV telling him I did a bad job. I think, yeah, I think that's got to be it, man. Damn. Hey, I'm as I'm as bummed out as anybody on there. I love that dude. Oh, the three to one. I did have I did have a bet on him. I don't know why I was talking there. Man. I don't know why I pushed him out. <laughs> but uh, Foghorn is out at three to one. All right. <sighs> Next up. Uh, well, I hate to say it. It's a mission against interest, but. I, I really needed to save Yoda because this one I'm a little worried about for Yoda. Okay. <laughs> you, okay, so this next one we'll see, but it's you need a spokesperson for two products. While neither is specifically designed this way, one tends to cater more towards conservatives and the other one tends to cater more towards liberals. But you really want to be able to sell both of these products 
uh, who's going to be able to pull that off and communicate uh, and, and market these things the absolute worst out of the crew here? Well, we know um, Pasquazi's safe. JFK is safe. Uh, Meryl Streep is safe. Norman is safe. I don't love Wick here. Um, yeah. I don't love Lincoln here, but uh, Yoda's going to be terrible at that, Rush. Yeah, I, I don't even have an argument, to be honest. Like, I don't think it... First of all, he's a slow talker. Uh, secondly, I don't think he's probably into the commercialism of it anyway. He's going to be pretty adorable doing it, but I think he's going to do a bad job of it. It'll be like watching kind of a... Let me just a... say, let me, I, I'm supposed to defend him, so I will say this. And you mentioned it, but like John Wick is going to be absolutely horrible at this. Like I, I don't understand that at all. He's He's got the gun crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's always on the side of justice um he's he that hotel of assassins is full of uh, is is an eclectic crowd and he uh moves through those rooms with ease so um i can't believe he's even part of this conversation yeah i mean he, he will play well he will play well across both political spectrums but he's gonna just be bad at the action i don't think yoda i don't think yoda's gonna annoy concern i mean everyone loves star wars that's it's not gonna be that problem and and lincoln might have a problem because you know I'm not sure what the what the Republicans will currently think of Lincoln, but uh, I mean, short I mean, Lincoln's one of those historical figures that even if no one would have liked him at the time, everybody loves him now. He's like <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Like everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, proof of writing 100 percent on that guy. It's like, yeah. Oh, did you, did I think short of Yoda saying the like these are the products you're looking for, you know, like uh, something something oh. like that. Uh, I think that's the best argument, but I don't think he'd use his powers for that for commercial purposes. So Yoda takes a strike. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Definitely fair. All right. Uh, everyone shows up with their own custom car, uh, bus, truck, whatever van, uh, but some vehicle, they all, they all show up with their own vehicle. Which one's the coolest, which one's the least cool. Hmm. I know my man Yoda's safe here. I feel good about that, but. (laughs) Fine here. Helen. Helen, give me an argument for Meryl Streep pulling in a pulling in a sweet ride. Okay, I've got two arguments for you. Okay. One, she's got a stylist. Two. So far, a lot of Meryl Streep's good job on this have been hiring other people to do the to do the job. <laughs> that is that is a power that she has acquired over years of being the best at the, what she does. She gets to involve the best of what they do, people around her. All right. It is a reasonable thing to have. But two, if you don't like the stylist argument, I also think Meryl Streep's kind of cool. I feel like she'd just have something kind of like weird and funky and I don't know. It wouldn't be terrible. I think she's going to show up in a really long unbuttoned cardigan with a with a, a scarf and her glasses low on her nose and like a, an old Oldsmobile. So Meryl takes her first, takes her yeah. first X here. Oh. Meryl's, Meryl's half, half gone. Greg Norman, by the way, nowhere yeah. still. Just gliding along. I mean, I, I wish I had a little money on that 14 to 1. Phelps is gone, and Foghorn Leghorn's gone, and oh, Henry Gondor, uh, Abe Lincoln, Yoda, and Meryl Streep have one strike. Uh, Greg Norman, Dave Pasquazi, JFK Jr., and John Wick have no strikes That's against right. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, that's not all that consistent with the uh, expectations. But that's the beauty of Champion of mm-hmm. Champions. You don't have to uh, 
uh, win. You just have to not finish last. And there are many things here that uh, some folks would have won, but here we are. All I right. just really want to know what, what it was that Lincoln was showing up in, because it certainly yeah. wasn't a car of any kind. <laughs> I got to say, I'm glad, I'm glad we got through that. I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Meryl Streep was hard to Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln's going to show okay. up. I pictured in <laughs> <and> this... <laughs> I get to do this, like some sort of like cobbled together Munsters mobile with like railroad ties and and uh-huh. wooden stuff, and it's like an outhouse, like a straight up outhouse from from which he drives and stuff. That I, that's what I, I, I had. I think the defense I was going to head is like he's going to arrive in a hot air balloon. <laughs> cool. Also, he's the only one that has a entire brand of car named after there's an entire lincoln <laughs> automobile line I'm, yeah. I'm okay with i'm okay with meryl streep that seems fine to me um next one up uh, over a 20-year period each of our champions must take on the jobs of cop lawyer doctor secret service agent archaeologist and president of the united states not portraying them these are actual jobs that they have to hold each one of who is going to be the absolute worst uh, across all of those jobs? It might be because they're kind of bad at all of them. It might be because they were a colossal failure at one of them. You get to decide how to weight them, TJ. But it's those jobs. These are obviously famous roles by Harrison Ford, who who lost in the finals to Abe Lincoln for uh, fictional presidents. All right. Um, so this, this will be the, the first time a couple of the people who have not been in trouble are in a little bit of trouble. Um, I know David Pasquese holds particular disdain for some of these jobs, uh, cops, presidents, you know, lawyers, shit like that, you know, it's squares and, you know, and uh, stopping people's fun. Um, and I don't like John Wick for a lot of these a lot of these jobs. I don't like archaeologist John Wick or President uh, John Wick. Um, I don't love Yoda lawyer. Uh, that much. Uh, I, I'm think not... he, I think he's very like very logical. <laughs> Look at you! Just, I didn't even finish the sentence. Yeah. He'll be a lawyer. He'll be a, look, I, as the only lawyer on the call, I can say I wouldn't want to go head to head with <laughs> Yoda. True. I feel like he would he would come up. He would he would know that he would know the precedent. He knows a lot about history and the precedent, and he would be very logical in his arguments and probably convince me of things. I I can tell you who I love here, Greg Norman. How do you love Greg Norman? My how, goodness. how do you not? Cop Greg Norman, lawyer Greg Norman, archaeologist, president Greg Norman. It's that's that's fun fun country USA automatic for four yeah. years right there. I love Norman. It's it's uh Wick or Pasquese is gonna take is gonna take a knock here. Um It's not a lot of law enforcement going on under under a Greg Norman uh run as subject. I know. Ain't it great? Ain't it great? I do. I do oh, think Wick man. would be a phenomenal Secret Service agent and yep. a good and a good cop uh, out of those. Just just to weigh in on on Wick's behalf there, but I, I think, think I, I don't think he'd make a I don't think he'd make a bad doctor. And and uh, as a as a president, mm. he's, he's enormously popular. Um, <laughs> Jeff Wick is, and as we've already discussed, and I got him out of trouble on this count too. Uh, appeals to both sides of the aisle. You. You have you have won you have won the day there, Tommy. Uh, Dave Pasquese takes his first <laughs> takes his first shot. He's gonna he's he's not gonna like being a cop. He's gonna actively work against himself as as in a lot of those roles. <laughs> uh, next up, <clears throat> a new kid arrives at school. They feel like an outcast. They're having trouble making new friends. 
they're sad a lot of the time. Who would be the best and who would be the absolute worst at making this new student feel included and feel like they're part of the community at the new school? This one for Kermit the Frog, who lost in the finals to uh, to Yoda. Dave's going to be great. Abraham Lincoln's going to be going to be great. Uh, Greg Norman, of course, will be great. Um, a lot of momentum behind Norman right now. Yeah, it's, starting, it's, a train that, it's a train. It's a runaway train. It can't be stopped. Yeah. And I am not leaving this one open for argument. John Wick just took his first strike. I think he's going to be terrible at cozying in a, a, a bullied a bullied kid. I mean, I, I'm going to take the strike, but uh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> You're right, a fine so advocate. You're a fine advocate, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, the only two uh, that I haven't taken a strike are Greg Norman and JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, next up, uh, the champions have to give a presentation or speech asking people to recognize to, to, to a group of people who are hostile to them in which they ask those people to recognize their own personal biases. And, and it, I want to know the person who's most likely to actually generate change in thought by these people that can actually make them shift some of their biases versus who's going to be the worst at pulling that one off. All right. Tommy, you're in danger of taking a couple of knocks right, uh, right, right in a row. I also, and I think he's, I think he's pretty, he's, I, I know he's magnanimous. I think he's pretty, um, pretty high on the charisma scale. Here, let me say this. I love Pasquese here. I love JFK Jr. Uh, here. I love Yoda. I love like a born con man. I love Lincoln. I love Meryl Streep. I think those people all have high convincing, you know, Q ratings, for lack of a better term. I don't know if I love Greg Norman here. I think I don't like John Wick here. I don't. I don't see him as a turn the tide of a crowd uh, kind of inspiration. So um, I'll 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 leave it open for you guys. Um, okay. Well, I, I I've got to speak here. Um, we've a couple things. We've already established he operates well um, across the political spectrum. <laughs> This group has we, a we've, we've, <laughs> that's kind of a weird pronoun there. <laughs> um, um, he is someone that can unite everyone around the idea of loss. Everyone in that crowd is going to have, ex- going to have experienced loss in some way. Great unifier. He can rouse their emotions around um, that idea. And I, and I will say this, he doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, it holds, because he doesn't talk a lot, it carries a lot of weight when, when he, when he does. So if he's asked to do the task that you've put before me here, Rush, I think you'd be like, whoa, John Wick is talking right now. We should listen. And he's also John Wick is, a stud. He has never stepped in front of a camera in his life. I think he doesn't want to be in front of a camera. I think there are men who would kill him. The second, there's going to be a red dot on his face the second he's on anywhere out in public. When did, when did a camera come into this? He has <laughs> done interviews. He is, he is very comfortable in front of that camera. And even if the job may not be his absolute best, he's not going to embarrass himself. He's not going to embarrass himself. He's going to know where to stand. He's going to know where to speak. And he's going to reach out. He's going to touch heart. He's going to touch John heart. John Wick's like, personal <laughs> existence has garnered such an amazing audience like that he's already brought people in America together from just the millions of people who have just cared about his journey. Yeah, I know. How, about, how about everybody, no matter who you are, where you come from, sit down in that seat, eat some popcorn and enjoy John I, Wick 4 coming out 2022. I don't I don't <laughs> feel like these are 
I don't feel like these are factual arguments being made. It's taking me further away from the Wick camp here. Is I think these are purely emotional emotional arguments. I uh, I don't trust him to stick to his words and not use his fists with uh, with the tide turning against him. I have uh, we are eliminating John Wick from the champion of champion of oh, champions. Oh, adios. So well for so long, and then there were seven. You fought and well. You fought bravely and well, Tommy. Bet. Put a live bet on Norman at seven to one. Oh, how did you get <laughs> seven to one? It's well, I did it. I did it two questions ago. <laughs> Just so you know, I'll be I'll be weighing in heavily against Norman. Going <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like he an anti. He won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Next up, so just a quick reminder, we've got... Norman wouldn't... Uh, he, I don't know if Norman would have won any of these. He would have been, you know, I think like second and third in a lot of them, but he hasn't come He hasn't come very close to the bottom in any of these. Yeah, yeah well, hey, you don't have to uh, out, outrun the lion. You just got to outrun your friend. And that is, so, as JPC would say, cock <laughs> that, That's, that's how cock works. crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Here are your here are your seven remaining. Five have one strike. Henry Gondorf, Abe Lincoln, Yoda, Meryl Streep, Dave Pasquazi. Two have no strikes. Greg Norman and JFK Jr. Wow. Uh, reminder that uh, JFK Jr. went off at six to one. Uh, Norman went off at fourteen to one. Mm-hmm. Those that have been eliminated: Phelps eight to one. Uh, we eliminated Foghorn Leghorn, who was three to one, and we eliminated five to one John Wick. So you just the Vegas, you know, you don't know. You can't yeah. say. I love this one. I have to say, I just, uh, I, I should have, I'm sorry. I've forgotten to threaten physical violence. I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a big error. I'm going to let, go. let Wick go now, but I, I should have told TJ that I'm standing outside his house. Wait, I showed, I, I showed my hand early on this. Uh, this one is interesting to me, at least. Right. Uh, Robert Caro, probably the, maybe the greatest biographer uh, alive, uh, famous for doing both the, uh, insanely long, absurdly long, uh, Lyndon Johnson biographies, but also, uh, the power broker, the Robert Moses biography often referred to as one of the best of all time. Uh, he decides he's going to do his next big biography and it's going to be on one of the remaining champions. Who is the person you least want the Robert Caro biography to be on? Whose life would you least hmm. be interested in learning? Uh, all about and remember it's going to go all the way back to the beginning you're going to learn about probably their parents their grandparents you're going to learn you know maybe maybe uh maybe more than you would ever want to know but who who are you least interested in uh in getting the full rundown here on and you know and who do you think who do you think the world is going to be least interested in seeing robert caro do a book on well the world doesn't know pasquazi but if you did you would know it would be a pretty fascinating a pretty fascinating story I would watch um, in real time. If it took me the amount of years he lived it, I would want to read a biography of Yoda. I would, I would watch it. I would read that. If if it took a day to read about a day, I would, I would do that. Gondorf, absolutely. I wish there was eighty good Sting movies so I could watch every con he ever pulled. L- um, Lincoln, it's well traveled territory. So that JPC can know as little about Gondorf as he does. <laughs> Lincoln, it's well-traveled territory, but it's territory worth, probably worth traveling again. Um, so the three 
and I'm leaning towards JFK Jr. taking his first strike here. Danielle is someone who kind of looked him up and researched him today. I understand that it involves parents and 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 grandparents and stuff like that, and Joe rum running and all of that stuff would be would be interesting. And clearly, his dad was interesting. It's JFK Jr. Streep or Norman um, here, uh, and it's not that they're not interesting. It's just that they might not be as interesting as the other people to me in the in the crew. So what did you learn today let that you found say, fascinating, Danielle? Yeah. Let me say this. I felt like I was in that position of like, how much could there be other than like who his family already was? And JFK Jr., the man, was so incredibly impressive. Not only did he launch this magazine that looked into political lives, he actually was attacked other Kennedys. And it was the first Kennedy on Kennedy attack. So you already have some like juicy Hollywood gossip. But he took he took down his own cousins um, in the magazine, which caused a family fight, he saved a man from drowning when he went uh, on an across uh, trip. He had a full, um, you know, a comfortable relationship with Mother Teresa, um, which I didn't know, and that was incredibly um, impressive. He he studied in Delhi. He, I mean, the list goes on and on. To he studied the- in a Delhi. In Delhi. Okay, gotcha. If you study in a deli, you want to be in uh, Texas, uh, <laughs> or New York, or if Florida. If you study in a deli, that's just a movie on its own, right? Like, I mean, Seinfeld went for years about people who basically ate at a restaurant deli. Billy. Um, and I, I'm going to back Danielle for a second and just say, I would love, I mean, I, I, it would be one of those th- where I'm, I'm just excited about the 50 pages around the plane crash the whole time, too. Well, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be very interested in that and just learning what I can. Cause I'm, you know, I think like plane crashes are interesting to begin with and it was always a little bit mysterious and I just want to know about that stuff. So, yeah. I, and, and I love golf. And I, mean, I would be less interested in the Greg Norman biography by far than JFK, even though I'm a huge golf fan. Yeah. I just want to jump in with a little anti Norman here. Uh, a <laughs> lot of runners up on that, uh, on that resume. And, uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't think of a single biography about a second, a perennial second place that uh, that has entertained me. Look, here's the thing: we all know the JFK story, Junior stories. We know all those stories. What we don't know: you ever been to Australia? Ever grown up on the outback? Golf? Golf? Are you kidding? I, to overcome those odds and become a professional golfer from Australia? Oh man! And then the globe trot going all over the world. Fish out of water. Here's this Aussie kid, you know, having to travel all around the world, meet these amazing, crazy people with crazy stories. And we know what happened between hole one and hole 18. We'd love to hear about what happened between hole 18 back to hole one the next day. I don't think that is going to be more exciting and interesting than any story. He grew up in the outback? <laughs> Probably. I didn't write the book. We don't know. We don't know his story. <laughs> as, uh, as much, it was a great argument. As much as I hate to say it, the stakes and the circles that uh, John John ran in were a little more, a little more high stakes than the, um, even at golf at its highest level. So I'm going to say that Greg Norman takes his first, takes his first X here. Although I want Bill at, at Doubleday tomorrow pitching this biography. <laughs> Norman's would be more fun, I think. Like starting, you know, like all the things he does and like swimming naked and all that other all that other stuff that he I think it would be a blast. I think the JFK might hold a little more intrigue and and you know and stuff like that to it. So that's great. Oh gossip, gossip, gossip. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Next challenge. Yes. Uh, you and the and, and one of the champions do something uh, really naughty. Not not together. Not sexual, but just uh, not immoral. Just a, a naughty thing that you did. Okay, Pasquazi is safe. And you have to sweet talk your way out of this. Who who is going to be the worst at? Uh, at, at getting you getting you past, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's some police interaction, maybe it's some other authority shit. figure that you have to work your way shit, past. Shit, 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 Rush. TJ, you're not going to need no, me. No, no, no. You're not going to need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are. You are absolutely safe. Uh, it, no, Yoda is safe, TJ. It's, I mean, the mind mm. it, he can mind trick right past these people. That like he taught, he invented the mind trick, the Jedi mind trick. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, we don't have a bag of marijuana in our car. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a bag of marijuana in our car. <sighs> I see. I gave you that one. I, I gave you. I gave you his out. His out. Um, after we talked about the advertising, I gave it to you. Uh, I, I, I know, but I used it. You. You were smart to do it, and I, I hate to <laughs> send it back, but you have to accept it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ! I. I'm sorry, Andy. Honest Abe Lincoln just doesn't talk his way out. Talk his way out of this thing. <laughs> Wait before. What about Streep? Why? How is Streep surviving? She convinced. Uh, She can convince anybody of anything. That's a okay. Yeah. She doesn't even need to hire anyone. It's what. It's what she does. This is a thing that she actually does. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me. Abe's nickname is Do What He Man. His lifestyle, man. His his sense of integrity. To to me, the only two options there were were Lincoln and JFK Jr. I, I think. Uh, Pasquazi seems like he's he's lived that life. He's yep. going to be great at it. Gondorf is like it's his me? thing. Like, yeah, may as well have been his. Um, okay. Yeah, right. I think Abraham Lincoln. As much as I hate to say it, gosh, I and you know how highly I thought of both both of the people you were representing, Andy. I can't believe they're both gone, but they are. I feel well, we're gonna. Like, we're, uh, I feel like uh, like a coach who can't get to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> 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 I, like I, I just feel like. I'm that kind of <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to pour one out for presidents right now because we're going to talk about the presidential fitness test and all of our uh, all of our remaining uh, uh, champions have to go through the presidential fitness test as a reminder that is sit ups, okay. pull ups, run a mile, do the sit and reach, the and sit and reach and shuttle run. Yep. What's a sit and reach? You uh, you like you put your your toes up against a, a like a, a block, and then you you lean as far as you can okay. uh, forward. It's a it's a flexibility thing. I will say on Yoda's behalf, it's better for short people. Short people can get it a little bit further. Um, presidential fitness test: sit ups, pull ups, run a mile, sit and reach, and shuttle run. Uh, who's going to be the worst out of uh, these five? All right, Jeeps and Helen, uh, you're you're up here. It's either Henry Gondorf or Merrill or Merrill Streep here. Um, Gondorf. Whiskey drinker, cigarette smoker, um, lived more by his by his wits than uh, than his uh, physical physical capabilities. And Meryl Streep, who I think might maybe it maybe was fit as a as a younger as a younger person, but where she is in life right now, which is where I'm considering her. Um, what what do you guys think? I'll say this. I'll say this, DJ. You think Gondorf's going out here, and all indications point that he is going out here. But then we look. We look at Gondorf. He's failing this test. He's not doing well in this test at all. But who's administering the test? That's his inside man. That's another guy 
running a separate con on top of his con. I did read the Wikipedia page for this thing, so I know that there are cons on cons in this. Running a con on top of a con to cover his con. Gondorf's getting away with the whole thing. Whatever whatever gold you get at the end of this presidential fitness test, coming home with Gondorf. All right. feel, feel totally confident that he's walking away from this one. Okay, I like I like it. I like it. I, I will say there was a kid in my uh, in my junior high who, or no, high school, who when we would do like we had to run a uh, mile and a half in a certain amount of time in order to uh, uh, to whatever pass ninth grade. You know, it was two and a half miles. Ninth grade PE, you had to you had to run two and a half miles, and this guy would drop to the ground behind the high jump mat and just sit there and wait until I came around because I, I was the fastest kid and I would go around and then he, he would wait uh, 30 seconds to make it look reasonable and then pop up and come around. When I would, and, he, and as I would go by, he'd be like, what lap? What lap are you on? So, uh, so, so that feels like Henry Gondorf. Uh, with my I, I gotta say that certain events don't lie. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the, the V it was called the V set back in my day. Uh, yeah, V-sit. The, uh, the, the pull-ups, you're, you're doing it in front of people playing this day. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not cheap. Yeah, I, I just feel like um, no one's going to pull Meryl Streep on anything, right? <laughs> First of all, it's not a thing that's ever going to happen. Like, <laughs> At least not the people she's hired. Um, and secondly, I feel like she's very fit. I feel like the presidential fitness test, is a, the, the bar is not super high, and I don't think you can con yourself out of all of it. I, I feel very confident in my choice. All right, uh, Meryl Streep is eliminated. Uh, I think you didn't do a good job there, Helen. I, but behind, I can't get past the the fact that behind Henry Gondorf is Paul Newman, and and that I think I think that him just more capable say, of these. I just want to say I'm not going to claim sexism here, but I am going to point out that Meryl went out on cars and physical fitness, and I just feel like I made some pretty strong arguments against both of those things. So well, there were professional there were professional athletes in here, and as long as we're not as long as we're not claiming sexism, I guess I don't have to answer to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now we have five remaining, I believe. Henry Gondorf with one strike, Yoda with one strike. A little was a little nervous about Yoda on that one, but it's over, so I don't have to be now. Greg Norman with one strike. I remember That's seeing crazy. like a Yoda workout thing, and I I can't remember where, but I remember seeing like Yoda doing calisthenics at some point. Well, well he, he did the lightsaber where he was doing. I, I, I was ready to argue it, but I, okay. I I just don't know how if he would be into running a mile. I don't know. He's gonna uh, be terrible you, that mile. Terrible mile. Yeah. JFK Jr. has no strikes. <laughs> I know. No I strikes. can't believe it. Uh, and here we move on to um, which of these people would be most likely to be de- to be viewed as a beloved physical or, or to be a beloved physical education teacher that his students still talk about 20, 30 years later, still saying, <laughs> uh, you know, we love Coach Yoda. We love Coach Norman. We love Coach Pesquese. We love Coach JFK Jr. Yeah. Who, who could forget Coach Gondorf? You know, who is going to be? Who's going to be the one that, you know, just nobody remembers 30 years later and says, no, thanks. I think they will all be remembered. I I think I think it won't be that anyone goes unremembered any amount of time later. But like, I think Pasquese, Yoda, Gondorf and Norman would all be of such a flavor that they that their imprint is indelible. The one I worry about even as good looking and charismatic as he is, is JFK Jr. Um, but because I just don't think like I, all of these others have 
Pasquese, Gondorf have like an edge that would come out every once in a while that would be like, oh my God, do you remember the day they did this? You know, like, and no one's going to forget Yoda. Like, he, we, we had like an 18 inch tall super Jedi gym teacher. Like, you're never getting that out of your head. If you had him one day as a substitute, you're never getting that out of your out of your mind. Um, so actually, I'm going to put Norman and JFK Jr. in in this in this runoff as I think they as as impressionable as they are. I think they're less impressionable than the other ones there. Well, I mean, you got like a split, like six foot four Australian guy. <laughs> I mean, how are you not going to have stories? With him calling a roll is going to be hilarious and fun. Uh, and it's just unique. It's just unique. I mean, totally unique. But what if... Uh, J.K. Jr. is just yet another guy who happens to be a little sloppy. You think kids, kids care about suave? You know, it's something adults care about. It's something that, like... Danielle may be going this way, but what if the kids come home and say, like, our the president's the president's kid is our is our gym teacher. His dad was a president. What not only that, not only was his dad uh, a president, have you ever had a teacher as a kid, just going on Phil's argument, that you kinda crushed on because they were so cute and charismatic? There are going to be girls and boys in that class that are always going to want to have as much time as possible with JFK Jr., Coach Coach John John, as they all call him. He, he, the, he's the only coach that lets them uh, call him by a nickname that his family never even called him by. Here's... here's uh, 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 Go ahead, Billy. I was going to say, but does he coach Jim? Or is he just kind of there, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine JFK Jr. giving a shit about being a gym teacher. <laughs> like, if, there's, if this isn't a photo op, like, what does he care? That's actually not true. He actually is an, is an athlete, um, and he's been told by any job that he's in that he, he works hard with the common man. He was always the first one there, the last one to leave. So you know he's going to give them the best physical education possible. And did you know he actually was a gym teacher? <laughs> <laughs> See, now the fact that we didn't know that he was proves the point that he's not as memorable as a gym teacher as we would have hoped. So JFK Jr. is going to take his first X. I also think that if as a kid you had a gym teacher with an Australian accent, that would also stick in your head a little bit more strongly than someone with a regular accent. So John John takes his first. Not yes. Right. No. If, but this was like, I was assuming this was an American, American student school. And so the Australian would stick out, would stick out more. So everyone's got a strike. All right. Five left each with a strike. There's no more, there's no more second chances, TJ. Uh, and the next challenge is you got to live in a trash bin for a year. Mm. Who is, who's going to struggle the most with that? <laughs> I don't like our two who I think are our wealthiest competitors here. I don't like John John here, and I don't love Greg Norman here. Um, but I think Greg Norman is a little more rough and tumble. Danielle, boom, boom, two in a row. John John, out. JFK Jr. does not live in a garbage can well. Uh, yeah, that, way, that, that, that has to be Yoda. Back, it's tough. It hurts. <laughs> Yoda's got to be the best at that, right? Um, I, I, I think that's Gondorf is number two, but Yoda is winning that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's more spacious. It's an upgrade from his regular. He's like, I get to move into a garbage can. Beautiful. Yeah. I think, think Gondorf is behind. 
Yes. Ganda did a lot of, uh, you know, philanthropy work um, in third world countries. Like, a lot. And he He's... lived that kind of life. So Pasquazi, from the years 19 to 24, I think, lived in a dumpster. So he's he's done it. He's safe here. So yeah, I'm sorry. It's just he's he was never he was a he was a, a fellow born to life beyond beyond those those means. So I think he doesn't adapt well to then reversing and living in a garbage can. You know, all I can, right. I can also see a situation um, where you know somebody goes up to uh, Greg Norman and says, "All right, Norman, the year's up. You can leave." And he goes, "What year? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, leave where?" <laughs> <laughs> so Rush, this is the final four we have a couple one seeds and then norman who's like a 12 seed right yeah and he's in the final it's a bracket buster. It's a bracket buster. yeah and gondorf who was sort of ladder yeah sort of later ladder pack middle to ladder pack was uh yeah, so was we have yoda who was even money pasquazi two to one gondorf who was one of the longer shots six to one and the longest shot norman at 14 to one and there's only two uh, challenges remaining before we get to the finals, and it's going to take Ooh. both of these two challenges. Um, oh so the first one is who is going to be the worst at uh, an alien? Uh, inv- it looks like an alien invasion comes down, but instead they send but one alien down to play a, a game of chess hmm. against uh, one of these champions. And if the alien wins, they will blow up the earth. And if they don't, they will bestow the Earth with technological wonders to bring them into the next age. Okay. Who do you least want out there playing this alien in a game of chess? This is a two-person. This is a two-person contest here. It's Dave Pasquazi and Greg Norman, and um, I'm going to eliminate the guy who is famous for blowing it when it counts. The 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 king of second place. The Billy, I, I can't, I can't even entertain the argument. He is notorious <laughs> for blowing it on Sunday. Wow, and that's crazy. out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rush. What's the next one? <laughs> Greg, Greg, the shock goes out here, Billy. Wow, he made it so far. Sorry, Andy, for that seven to one live bet. <laughs> we'll never forget that run, though. That was, I mean, I thought halfway through this thing, I thought Norman's gonna win. <laughs> I truly, truly, I was angling for Norman to win. I would have loved to see Norman. Win. And I say they call golf chest out back. So it's like chest on the outback. So you're moving pieces around. It's a giant chess board. That's what a golf course. But uh, I can't argue with him coming in second. Yeah, we all hard to argue. All right. So here we are in the final three. Only only two of these will advance. These are the these are the ultimates. Henry Gondorf, Yoda, and Dave Pesquazi, champion of champions. We're losing a lot of uh, listeners on the Dave Pesquazi. <laughs> don't know who he is. Well, well take uh, now to look him up. Look up Dave Pesquazi. IMDb. You've likely seen him in something that you've watched. Lodge Forty Nine. Veep. There's uh, year one. There's a bunch of things that you might have that you might have seen him. Just so you can, if you haven't already, look him up so you can have uh, his face in your I in your sh- head. I should have made a challenge of is interested in being a guest on this podcast so that we could have eliminated <laughs> Dave Pesquazi. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I gotta say, I think I, I think he's got a good chance to win. Just looking ahead, but I shouldn't look ahead. I should look at what we got. I don't know. This one's gonna be. This one's tough. I could see. 
Well, I think my man Yoda is safe, but we'll see. Um, the final challenge to make the finals yes. is to explain the concept of forgiveness to an eight-year-old okay. and have it set in. I do like I do like Yoda here. I don't know how he would do it, but I think some, however he ended up phrasing it, it would work. It would, you know, it is to not hold what you do not need or something that like an eight-year-old would be like, I got, I got it. Um, well, you know, audience be darned. I hope you looked up Dave Pasquese because Henry Gondorf does not do a great job of this. He's, he would be a grudge holder. He would be, um, his idea of forgiveness would be like, you wait until they forget about it and then you fuck them as hard as they possibly can. So, um, Henry Gondorf gets bounced here and it comes down to, are my Yoda, Dave Pasquese, and everyone's Yoda, Yoda. That's right. I, I got to say that that's fair. I, you know, Yoda, Yoda taught the younglings. He spent, he spent hundreds and hundreds of years teaching those younglings. And, you know, eventually they all did die. Uh, so maybe, maybe not the best job. But, well, but yeah, I mean, that, that could hardly be blamed for that. But, I mean, did he they did learn train, forgiveness? He did help train the guy that ended up killing them all. So hardly be blamed for they may have died, but they learned forgiveness, right? I'm feeling much better um, about everything. John Wick definitely going out here. Sure. <laughs> you're you're a big man, Tommy. You're a big man to be able to say. And I gotta say, Lincoln losing that bodybuilding contest is costing me a spot in the finals. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he was probably safe through most of this. I don't know if Lincoln could have lived in a trash can. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Lincoln would have curled up in a trash can. He was he came up came up like drawn on a, a slate with a burnt stick, right? Like he would have been fine. A little bit of a six, classic is like an upscale a lot. Right? We're gonna look back at that bodybuilding competition. We're gonna I, there's gonna need to be like a documentary about that thing. I had a picture of him taking off his like suspenders and then his shirt. And you know how like some kids when you were growing up had like, yeah, like a concave like egg size shape right like around the right below their sternum i think i saw that on lincoln was like oh they're not gonna get they're not gonna get past it he's he's gotta go and i gotta say i I think i think you made the right choice there in that last round i think henry gondorf would be terrible agreed for the reasons that you said and so here we are it's dave pasquese against yoda and now it may not surprise you because it is the champion of champion of champions the kakak that it's three out of five okay. instead of two out of three in the finals. So there's five events, and each of these events is 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 it's very meta here. It's going to be based on here's the situation. It's going to reference some things that have come up uh, many times in this show or or, or otherwise connected to the show. All right. So what I'm going to do TJ's. I'm going to lay out all five of them. I don't want you to give any kind of indicating leans of where you're going. Okay. And then I want all of our guests. I'll try not to get involved because I've been championing Yoda all the way through. So I'll try not to get involved. And our, our guests can weigh in. I'm sure I will weigh in, even though I said I wouldn't. And we, you will then choose. But it's just whoever wins at least three of these five challenges. It might be four to one. It might be five zero. It might be three two. But whoever gets three, that's the winner. All right, the buddy. First, the first challenge is becomes the third host of Here's the Situation, the podcast. So we decide we're going to three hosts instead of two. Who do we want as the third host? Okay. The second is they have to pose as a, or they are a spy who must pose as a waiter and talk their way through, uh, you know, uh, faking their way through delivering food and, and coming up with the specials and so forth and so on while they uncover information as a spy. Third, 
they have to do the nine hot dog, nine beer, nine inning challenge. Show up at a baseball game, polish off nine hot dogs, nine beers, and nine innings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fourth, uh, be an enthusiastic and... uh, but, but just a great game show contestant. So you're going to try to get on the prices, right? Who do you want in your group that makes it most likely that uh, Rod Roddy says, come on down. Or, uh, you know, and my understanding at least is when you're like waiting to get into the prices, right? You have to like, you have to, you have to kind of uh, uh, impress them with some charisma to get them to choose you to go in there. And finally, which of these two people is most likely to truly be, and we've been hiding it for the entirety of our podcast, the eccentric billionaire. Okay. A billionaire of, of uh, unlimited means and also uh, a bit of uh, odd taste who's, who's likely to put uh, people through their paces. So I can tell you it's things. a three to two. I can tell you it's a three to two victory. Uh, that's oh, all wow. I will say. Wow. Well, you may maybe someone will be able to talk you out of one of the spots. It might be impossible, but let's give people a chance if they want to weigh in. Nobody has to, but I got it at four think- to one. I got mine at four to one. I got mine okay. at four to one as well. What was Why the First one, Rush. What's the very first? Uh, become the third host of the Here's the Situation podcast. I think it might be interesting to do it like boxing judge style, TJ. So you'll give yours, and that's, okay. the, that's the final answer. So you're, I want you to lock in, and then I'll have the other people say what they say what they had it at. Uh, that could be interesting. We'll do it that way. Okay. Great. All right. So, Helen, you said you've got it four to one. Who wins, and and which event did they not win? I don't know this person at all, but Dave Pasquese wins four events to one in my book. Okay. Uh, Wh- which one does Yoda get? Oh, well, now I can't remember which one was the one. I don't know. We should have been taking notes. There's a Yoda, there's a very clear Yoda one, um, which is something about. I don't think any human can eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers in nine innings. That's I know, Yoda's. so I think Yoda would get that one for sure. That is Yoda's. Okay, great. Yeah. I also, I also had it four to one for Pasquese. Yoda wins the baseball one. The one you could maybe convince me on is the podcast host. Yoda could maybe come in. Dave could eventually be like, I don't want to do that. Okay. Or he maybe wouldn't they'd be that interested. Though I would also argue that getting Dave on this thing to host it is that he would do it once. He'd have a great time. And then he would start coming. I think he would enjoy <laughs> the fun of it. I I don't see how you don't pick Yoda to be on the prices right. If given the opportunity, I agree with you there. I think I think they they'd say he's like really cute and they want to put him down there and they want to get the camera on him and then just like watch Yoda like he is really going to struggle with prices. He's really going to show his enthusiasm. I don't think he would show the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Yoda is too chill to show enthusiasm. And what you're really looking for is someone like going for it. Right. But you put it, you put him in a little you put him in a little jumpsuit. You don't know. And then Dave. the rest of you were cheering and you're like, enthusiastic. You don't even. Dave's know. a great actor. Even if he wasn't enthusiastic, he would pretend to be enthusiastic. Dave could sell it. That was my assumption. Uh, this is going to be controversial, but just while we're here, Yoda as the waiter. All you're thinking about is how cute and fun I'm at this theme restaurant, and Yoda's my fucking waiter. You have no clue he's spying on you the whole time. <laughs> you're you're just enamored with. The, uh, the 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 cuteness of it and the idea that it's a it's like a themey choice by the by the restaurant. I'm just gonna leave that leave that there. So did you have Yoda, Tommy? Do you have Yoda winning? I I can't keep track of all the categories. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I have Dave. I've, I've defended. No, I do have Yoda winning because he would win the hot dog thing as well. Okay. Because I have, I want, I know Dave. I love his work. I want him hosting your podcast and whatever that other one was. Okay. I, 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 that too. Great. 
I, for me, I would have had it. Dave is clearly, to me, the eccentric billionaire. Um, that might even be true. Uh, he, he's also, for, for me, he's the spy waiter over Yoda. Yoda Yoda easily on the nine hot dogs and the game show contestant. And then Dave for the for the podcast. And the only one that was like kind of close for me is like the eccentric billionaire because I could just be like, I mean, that could be anything. But, but for me, like hot dogs is the easiest one. And, and then the, and the podcast is equally easy for uh for Dave over Yoda. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Bill, what did you guys think? Well, the podcast one, there's only of the two of them. I only know for a fact that one of them does not want to do the podcast. So I got to give that one to Yoda. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer because that's, that's all the, I'm working off of information I already got. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Who, 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 do you, who do you have on the, who you got, Bill? I have four to one. Pasquazy. I think podcast Yoda's going to be weird. It has more to say. It's not going to, he's just going to answer everything right. And it's going to be yeah, annoying. It's going to drag. It's going to drag with Yoda. Spy, you got to go back to busy on the spy. Yoda, it's just not enough mind tricks. He can be dishing them out. Forget you saw me. You know, I mean, how do you, a whole restaurant? It's going to be a place to be exhausted, mind tricking everybody. I actually like the squeezy with the hot dogs. Uh, uh, we learned that no. he's a. a, 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 a <laughs> We learned that he can put it away. In fact, he won it on an eating contest. I believe. Yeah, but, but so no, no, no human. Yeah, it's not possible. It, it, it has ways he gets any other human being, maybe, but this is a, you, like, it's something that a person can't do. It's like, uh, I've never seen somebody even get, like, six and six done. And whereas this I guy, Yoda, he can, I mean, the guy can eat unlimited amounts. We don't know that. We don't know that. We, the only time we've seen him eat, he had this little bowl of gruel in his log, you know, his log home. Uh, I will say, I don't think Pasquazi is going on the price of right. The idea of like being a fool, I just don't see him ever choosing to be foolish. Uh, eccentric billionaire is Dave Pasquazi. I think you're right, Gresh. It actually might be uh, uh, Yoda could never be so cruel as the billionaire could. Not that Pasquazi is cruel by nature, but compared to Yoda, we're all cruel. We're all animals compared to Yoda. <laughs> I, so so before TJ goes, I'll just say, to me, the, the spy waiter, it sounds like everybody thinks it's Pasquazi. I will actually say that in my mind, when, when TJ would do that one, I would even thank Pasquazi a bit. So that I, I would be shocked if he goes against it on that. Game show contestant, I, I you know, I think we're we're pretty divided, but, but we're locked in on our views on it. So I could see TJ going either way. Um, I could see him going against Jode on the hot dogs, but that would be crazy to me. Eccentric billionaire, I think he's going to choose Pasquazi. So I think I think I think it's going to be a three to two, and Dave Pasquazi is the champion of champions. But what is the actual answer, TJ Jagodowski? What we've all waited for the the Kakak winner. Who is it for the third host of the podcast? Um, good arguments are made both ways. I went with Yoda. I think uh, Dave doesn't. I don't think Dave has a big interest in in doing this on a, on the reg. Um, I think Yoda would be very interesting and bring a point of view that was ne- is neither of ours. I, I think that would be an absolute an absolute different angle on everything. The spy waiter is David Pasquazi for for sure. Um, that is that was as as one sided as anything could be. Dave was a waiter for years and years at a Trattoria Trattoria Roma downtown and or in Old Town and was a was a fine waiter. Nine and hot dogs. As far as we know, was fine. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> Um, nine hot dogs, nine beers, Yoda. 
Um, he just opens up and makes those disappear. He probably doesn't, he probably just doesn't even feel the effects of the, of the beer. So it, it would be like nine hot dogs and nine, th- it would be like nine things and nine things. And he would make those all go away. Uh, as far as the game show went, it, this was the tightest one. Cause Dave does not, he doesn't like, like bullshit enthusiasm, but he could do it and get on camera. I think the camera would love him. And if there was any component beforehand of like, Hey, by the way, what do you think this costs? Dave would say a buck eighty nine, and Yoda would say, "What is money?" You know, like it would it would be impossible. They'd be like, "We cannot have this guy be a guest on on this. It just it just won't work." Um, he you know he'd actually do halfway decent on Jeopardy because his the, his phraseology would actually be pretty good. Would pre, pre, be, be be all right for that. And uh, you are right, indeed, that Dave Pasquazi may in fact be the eccentric billionaire. So it is a Pasquazi. The cacock is Pasquazi. <laughs> there it is. It had, it had to be. It had to be. <laughs> the champion of champion of champions. Sorry to Yoda, uh, but but a big <laughs> congratulations to all of those that bet Pasquazi at two to one, including me. I had a uh, at twenty thousand on it. Smart. Uh, unfortunately, had forty thousand on Leghorn at three to one, <laughs> so I broke even. <laughs> hey, Rush, what do you? What I would love to see Pasquazi versus Yoda. I I love that Arnett chose Pasquazi. And that nine innings, nine dogs, nine beers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think that's the greatest. Like, can I ask Bill why? Wh- have you ever eaten with Dave, or have you watched him do something? Apparently, Dave actually got into to become a champion by an eating contest. Uh, and I think if this was the opportunity to win this whole thing, I think he would find that gear. And he would just power through and do it. And if we've got a, 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 some slow pitching out there, and you know, we can get this game to three and a half, four hours, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> how we can pull that off. I'm sure we, we can you know, figure out who the starters will be. Uh, I think he might be able to do it. I, I, mean, love, even... I love the factor of the game pace. <laughs> even if they could do that, Yoda is – did the nine beers, nine hot dogs, one inning. I mean, he's just done. <laughs> we think. We assume. We think. We've That's never true. Seen the never I don't seen think the you've band-y. seen the Mandalorian. Those 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 little guys can put it down. <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I have to say a huge thank you to uh, to everybody for coming back. We uh, we certainly appreciate it. I loved I loved the game of the champion of champion of champions. I mean, the only losers tonight are our guests, Rush. <laughs> These poor people, we took we took a big chunk out of their Friday nights. They're the only. Otherwise, everyone else is one, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I correctly assessed that Pasquazi was the one that did not need anyone to back him, and uh, <laughs> and so ultimately, uh, the the I stacked the deck against him, but it wasn't enough. He is the champion of champion it's, of champions. It's pretty great that he's a real dude who was able to hold his own with like Yoda and Lincoln and like yeah. action so heroes. Best, best and thinks he's better than those guys. Things. So it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was impressive that uh, I may be kicking myself for doing one that involved bringing in a personal <laughs> relationship as opposed to a celebrity. But, you know, you, you you, you make some mistakes and you deal with them, uh, in, including uh, all six people making the mistake of joining us this evening and all, I don't know, a thousand people that made the mistake of listening to this. But we do very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys really so much for coming out and uh, to TJ for putting up with Champion of Champions for 10 separate episodes, 11, 12 episodes of it. 
Uh, I enjoyed it every time. I hope TJ did as well. I did. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, JPC. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Andy. You guys, uh, this this was this was pretty this was pretty great to have you all here. So thanks a ton. I don't know why you're saying this was such an inconvenience. We all got a trip to Ireland. So I am having this is like this is like the timeshare presentation I had to sit through. It's an hour and a half, and I'm about to hit the countryside. So this is uh, it works out really well for me. And, And for that day, hopefully sometime in the near future, when Dave shows up on set with Meryl Streep. Yeah, I mean, Dave. Dave gets to for the rest of his life say he defeated Michael Jordan. Uh, he defeated, uh, you know, Kate Blanchett. You name it. I mean, there were a hundred champions that entered into this contest, and and only ten of them made it to the finals, and only one uh, to you know won it all. And so, like, I mean, he RoboCop. It's got nothing on Terminator, uh, Kermit the Frog. You know, I mean, you name it. The great champions of the world. Pasquese is the greatest of them all. <laughs> and you can also take Dave to like Wrigley or whatever and see and take our net and we can find out. We'll have to, right. We have to look at like who are the slowest pitchers in the league. What's the chance of this going, being tied? Maybe a rain delay. We'll have to go on like, yeah, the overcast day. And I, I'm going to take like a, a, a baby Yoda to the line at the prices, right? To see if I get in. I'm going to like, I, you know, me, I could never normally get in. But if, if I got that little baby Yoda, I think I might be able to swing my way in there. I think that was the close one. That was the one that Pasquese wins it all. So. Well, thank you guys so much. This was uh, the champion of champion of champions. We want to thank Nate for being our producer, for Julie for doing the music, and Emily for the artwork, our guests. And uh, and thank you, Rush, for, for putting this whole, this whole big thing together over the course of the last few months. Anything else you want to say to the folks, Rush? Nope. Uh, keep on listening. Thank you.